Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How are you now? It's James Whelan, and you are listening to the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast. I am the Managing Director of Barclay Pierce Capital uh, Wealth Management, uh, I guess we're calling it, which is uh, sort of still in limbo about what we're actually calling it. Anyway, again, another ham-fisted introduction to a podcast. I'm joined by... Heath Moss, principal of HLM Investments over from Adelaide. Mate, how are you now? Very well, mate. Very well. Coming for, uh, to, uh, coming to you from the coolest city in the world. Well, actually, in, actually in Australia, the coolest city in Australia, as a per, okay. as uh, as per the uh, Wall Street Journal article came out. Was it yesterday or the day before? So uh, yeah, Adelaide voted, or they said That's we the were thing. the coolest city in Australia. Yeah, you're, yeah, the coolest. Yeah, you are. That's mm. oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Look, uh, coming up this week, we've got. I'm just off the back of three days of the IMARC, IMARC, whatever it's called, mm. uh, uh, mining conference over at the International Convention Centre. It's been exhausting being in and out, uh, in and out of that. Met some amazing companies, saw some amazing stories. It's good to be back on the coal mm. base, talking to actual mining companies about this story and hearing the stories and hearing what they've got and where they've got it and and, and just being sort of you know sleeves up looking at looking at rock samples and all sorts of amazing you know it's just sort of back into it it's I've, I've been so distant from that for so many years now and it's just sort of getting back into the thick of it it's fantastic so um that's what i've done i've got a couple of stories on that we've got bank of japan uh didn't do some stuff the fed also didn't do some stuff heath with his market wrap mate uh do you want to go? Look, I'm going to lead off. I'm going to leave this one off with Cogo just posted something. Um, former yep. co-host of the show, and I'm just going to bring it up onto the screen. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. That's me. That's my introduction. Congratulations. I oh, just to note everything that you hear here is general in nature. All the advice is general in nature. We are sponsored by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. Uh, and if you want access to India, any mutual fund around the world, including in India, then go to Ampex.com. And they can sort you out. Um, WA Camel Milk Producer eyes Camel. IPO following $4.4 million government grant. Uh, our rate's not high enough. Do we have to keep on, Wait. like, how many how many times do we have to tell you? What point of the this? cycle are we at when this, this sort of thing comes out? This, you would have expected this in 2020, 2021, not, uh, not 23. But, uh, the RBA, yeah, I know, the RBA is know nothing about the business. Camel's <laughs> Milk. Camel's milk. Camels, yeah. camels, camels here. Camels here. Another fifty basis points will get us onto the dog's milk, mate. That's how. That's how we're struggling out here. What, what do you want? Okay, IPOs. There's, there's, Who's going to back that? There's a stat for you. There's over a million camels, wild camels, in the centre of Australia. Over a million. It's bloody phenomenal that's, how many there are. That's that teach you that in the fancy South Australian schools that you go to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the cool ones. Okay. Only the cool ones. <laughs> Yeah, the cool schools, man. That's right. That's it. Yeah, um, cool okay, look, we'll we'll get back around to that. Mate, do you want to do market wrap? Let's um let's yeah, see some, yeah, let's let's some stats. It. The stats let's that matter. Here's right. Heath Moss with the market wrap. Go. Beautiful. They bring up the chart. Oh, excellent. I didn't even have ask you're on the buttons Mate, early today. It's all good. Fantastic. Better and better. All right, beautiful. All right, what a, what a week. Let's go. What a week. It's it's not been nothing but good since we last spoke last Thursday. 
the S&P uh, 500, uh, which is up on your screens, up almost 3%. The mm -hmm. NASDAQ is up 3.4% for the week so far. Uh, the ASX 200 trailing um, is up 0.7%. That's the XJO now. But I don't think that included today, um, or all of today anyway, because we're up uh, one3 3% at the moment as we speak on the back of those US moves last night. So basically uh, what's driven us this week, we've seen yields tumble. Um, and now that was on the back of, uh, I'll bring up the 10-year. And you can see the big move there, big candle Damn. down last night, down 17, point, uh, 17 basis points. Now that was on the back of, uh, I think, some soft macro, uh, macro data in the US. You had ADP employment numbers miss came in well below. Um, you had mortgage applications um, lower than expected. Um, and the ISM Manufacturing's PMI survey came in much lower than expected. Um, where are we? I'm just grabbing the actual number. So the PMI, PMI number came in at 46.7 versus mm. 49, 49 last month. Now, that's manufacturing, so it only accounts for about 12% of the US economy. So it's not huge. But what also came in was new orders at 45.5 on the survey, um, also down heavily. Um, now, that's the lowest it's been since June. So you, we had that period from probably May, April, May to July, where data started coming really, really soft in the US. And that's come back down into that ter territory. So maybe the, the, the market is now starting to see some cracks and some real slowing in, in the economy. Um, and that's why we saw basis points, uh, the, the 10 years down so many basis points last night. And then, of oh, course, we had uh, we had the Fed um, come out last night as well, um, and they held as expected. I think there was no surprises there. And in the speech, there was no real surprise either. It was slightly hawkish, same sort of tone. We'll leave them higher for longer sort of tone. You know, there may be more work to be done. But they did acknowledge that high yields in the markets were doing a lot of the work for them. So maybe the market, you know, jumped on the back of that and also thought, well, maybe there's this is it. This is they're on pause for for an extended uh, amount of time now. So that was basically what's it and what happened in the markets overnight um, over in the US or in the last week. Yeah, this uh, I got a tweet here from David Scott, friend of the show, uh, regular pseudo regular guest. Uh, US benchmark real yields down a whopping 20 basis points in 24 hours. 20 basis points in 24 hours is a lot when you're talking about yields. It's um, huge. At, you know, for like the biggest economy in the world. Another big rejection above 2.5%, making that 2.5% real yields. Isn't that great? Making that yeah, really. six in a row, six rejections in a row. Nice lot, Dave, getting the old technicals out. Still elevated, but cases building for the highs being in uh are the highs in for real yields Heath Moss. yeah yeah I, th I think they are or if not close to it i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they they had another crack at five percent on the 10 years um if uh, we got some hot macro data again um because yep. december is still in play even though though the the odds of a rate rise last night came off for december it's still in play but you, you got the feeling they're feeling peakish and commentary around the market. You're talking about people, you know, chatting about, you know, another 100, 100 or 150 basis points to go on top of where we are now, which seems a little bit far-fetched. I think things would break, uh, something serious would break before, before that happened. Um, and the US dollar, I mean, the US dollar is holding up quite well here, but that's probably more on the back of um, the uh, bond issuance that's happening 
uh, towards the end of the year. And actually, I saw a really good stat that in 2024, US government bond issuance will be 20% higher per month than it is this year, um, just to cover their uh, rollovers and spending, et cetera. So this yeah. is not over. We've still got a long way to go there. But yeah, it, to it's me, it, it is feeling peakish. But yeah, it's, it's, it is feeling peakish. So the thing is that, I mean, that's now known. Right, that that that, mm. that the issuance mm. thing is known. It's a known factor. The mm. reason why this podcast is called the Theory of Thing, it's now a thing. It's now known. It's been absorbed. It's been priced. Um, mm-hmm. Things will behave according to plan from this from this stage on. So there's no shock factor that's involved. Once things get priced, they can get discounted, and then usually things can get bought after that. That's that's the very basic premise uh, upon which. I sustained my life uh, on these things back in the days when I used to actually advise people and actually look at the markets. It's different. It's a whole different mm. schedule now. I'm like, oh my god, try running a place. This is crazy. Um, I bet. Anyway, it, I bet it is. I don't know. But yeah, um, what's me doing a performance review? Who's doing a performance review? Me. You are. Who? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, another thing. Of course. It's great. I like them. They're really good. Um, how, yeah, it's. How, how do you do a performance review on someone you've just met? It's just you know I don't know show up show up show showed up on time you're wearing a shirt and shoes it's it's it's, it's a low bench but no just 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 um but seriously and I know that they will be listening to it. it's it's an amazing stuff that I've walked in to mm. give that, that was just sort of one of the things and I do I know I mean, you, you you can review people I'm a, I'm a fantastic manager I've got a degree in this remember my HR Beautiful. degree not economics as people have pointed out to me many times uh, okay what are we up to. Uh, let's get to EOJ, Bank of Japan. EOJ, Bank of Japan. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll bring up if I can find it. Uh, yeah, uh, you're stint. Oh. Uh, oh, I don't think I've done that right. Just an update. Uh, Why don't you pull that up? And give people an update that for the last few weeks, and this is based on what morning, not morning, so who are those other guys? BlackRock. Uh, BlackRock. what BlackRock were Ben Powell was uh pontificating that on the Halloween Bank of Japan meeting, which was two days ago that they would, so Monday, the 31st of October, that the Bank of Japan would abandon or talk about abandoning their yield curve control. It would cause yields to pop um, and sort of just be an absolute declaration that a little bit higher inflation was now embedded and that you were going to see a whole heap of US, sorry, Japanese savings go, which is the the equivalent of $7 trillion US go into the market. Um, mm-hmm. to try and pick that up because that's what happens when um, when inflation is, is persistently high and yields sort of just get loose. So, so it was it was it was like this ultimate amazing bear case, uh, bull case for for Japan. And the Bank of Japan came out and sort of didn't really do that much. They said they were going to sort of was like a sort of a half-hearted little tweak of, uh, half, of the yield half in. at the top end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was half half and half. They sort of they abandoned the the hard cap on the on the one percent on the yield curve control. And just said basically it's a, it's a reference point, and they they wouldn't be buying there wouldn't be a hard fast rule they'd be buying bond yields at one percent um, anymore, and it, it just allowing themselves more more flexibility. Um, yeah. But you're right, they sort of went half in half out. Um, the what the chart I've got on the screen is the US dollar yen, um, which everyone ref- references, and we saw that uh, you know the US dollar pop to the to upside, almost touching one fifty two um, there. Which means yeah. the yen came down, and I think I said that's it last how FX week. works. Very good, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I said it last week. It's it's actually a, a net positive for earnings over in Japan because so many Japanese companies on the Nikkei 
are exporters. Uh, a lower yen actually does uh, does them very well when when converting back into Japanese yen from US dollars. So, cetera. if you pulled up Sony, what would happen if you pulled up Sony? Oh, so Sony let me have a look at Sony. I think Sony, Sony reported during the break. Um, well, this will tell us. This will tell us. There we story. go. Okay, there you go. Little pop. I mean, little pop. Um, but I mean, Sony did report during the week, and obviously, yeah, that okay. big market is gaining. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Gaming in PlayStation, um, yep. and okay. that, that console is, what, three, almost four years old now. So, you know, sales and hardware for the PlayStation units will um, will be declining as per the normal cycle. So that's probably why the stock is well off its highs um, there, as you can see. But, um, yeah, uh, I'll see if I can bring up the 10-year yield on the Japanese yen. Uh, Japan, Japanese 10 years is a challenge for you. Here we go. There we go. Found it. Beautiful. So you can see there it, um, it popped up to about 997 uh, percent. Uh, it's come back down to about 0.92. Probably fills that gap back to about 90. But it's it was already you know close to that one percent mark. The market the market had factored in most of that. Um, I think one big takeaway you can take from what um, the BOJ said was, you know, if yields get too much out of control, then they would you know revise and uh, review their their policy so they would step in. So I don't think yields are going to go gangbusters on 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 the 10-year in Japan simply because, you know, the market knows that, you know, if anything happens, then they'd probably put the hard cap on that 1% again and, and bring them back down. Um, but okay. well, they are much, much more hawkish and they have revised their inflation expectations up as well. It was more – I'm going to take my title, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big innovative moment. I'm cooked, absolutely spent. <laughs> um, it, it is a lesson – the Bank of Japan thing was a lesson in why you don't take, you know, unless you're – one of those risky betters why you don't take big swings on a binary event like that and even it was actually questioned how much the market would rally or how much bonds would or how much yields would spike if yield curve control was abandoned a lot of it had had sort of half been priced in based on the chat that was going around um yeah but uh, blackrock's blackrock's thesis is still sound that if inflation is actually you know pesky that mm-hmm. money will plow into it. I'm still happy to buy Japan if I was going to be doing that. Um, oh my. I'm just joined by. Oh, hello. How you going? It's out. It's. I've, got, I've just got a, a visitor coming in. Come and say hi. How are you? Good. How are you now? Um, that's our. That's our light and sound producer. Yes. This is Amit. Who's. Uh, what are you, Mark? How you going? Mark? Yeah. <laughs> One word. <laughs> captured it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just part of the team. Uh, feel free to do whatever you need to do. Thank it's you okay. so much. I'm just going to grab it all now. Yeah. 
No yeah, problem. No problem. I'm going to keep on talking about you. Beautiful. Go for it. Okay. Um, yeah. So we did a we did a recording called the Athletes Journey earlier in the week. Uh, sorry, it was yesterday. Myself and Robbie Farah, who's the ambassador for Barclay Fears, um, one of the greats of NRL, talking about our journeys and our careers. Um, his career in athletics. Sorry, his athletic career is a little bit a little bit more significant than mine. Um, you know, my two national gold medals in the plus forty speed skipping. And his 16 years playing, you know, the highest grade of football you can imagine, and coaching and uh, mm-hmm. playing for his country as well. A little bit different, but just talking about finances and where you need to be planning and what you need to be doing, and, and the, the young people and how much they're making, and how to be, how, how, what sort of advice you're giving to the young players now, and how, how to, how to keep them on the straight level. Um, yeah, it was a good, good podcast. He's a good guy. Fantastic. Bye, Robbie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we, need an AFL, to... we need an AFL name actually. You do, yeah, actually, yeah, represent yeah. Uh, our southern states. Uh, yes. Should we move on to earnings? Earnings? Just yes, go earnings. You got it now. Over to Heath Moss with the earnings report. Uh, well, we've got uh, AM, I reckon AMD. We'll start with AMD. Um, there's only a couple we'll cover. Uh, you can see a nice pop there um, from yesterday on the back of AMD earnings. Uh, so basically, they beat market as per most tech companies are beating market at the moment. Um, EPS came in at 70 cents per share versus 68 expected revenue 5.8 versus 5.7 bill. Uh, data center GPU revenue was flat. Um, all uh, actually revenue to data center overall was flat, which is surprising. And I think, um, initially the market came off on the back of that, but uh, obviously we covered that. Um, they talked about their new AI chip, yeah, that's the chip. Tell us about the chip, tell us the price, son. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, their their new GPU, their AI chip for data centers, they expect that uh, to hit two hundred, uh, not two hundred, two billion in twenty twenty four, um, and four hundred million in Q four. Now, remember, AMD, whilst is the second biggest player, only has about twelve or thirteen percent of the market. That's how much Nvidia dominates. I think they've got about eighty four, eighty five percent, and then the yeah. other companies have about two or three percent. So you know, they are they are relatively small, even though they are a second player. Uh, second, um, uh, a second in the market. Uh, gaming revenue was down about eight percent. Again, um, these guys supply all the chips to Xbox and Sony Playstations, and again, where they are at the cycle, that is not um, uh, surprising at all. So uh, that was AMD, and sort of you could remember too. Biden's brought in those new rules that are coming in immediately, or uh, and will affect Nvidia, AMD, Intel, um, and micro devices. I think. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, their current chips that they used to circumvent last year's rules are uh, being banned as well from sale in China. So they'll wow. have to come up with a whole heap of new chips again to circumvent those rules, get it around again. Okay. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'll Apple's go on. I'll just to... Yeah, Apple's tonight and so is uh, Eli Lilly and they have those uh, G, what are they, GP, GP1, where are they, G, uh, GLP1 weight loss drugs. Um, yeah. So they're the, the things sort of causing the healthcare sector, other stocks in the healthcare sector to, to peel off this year. Um, them, Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk, I think it was, um, they reported early in the week and it's a phenomenal report. Uh, so yeah, all eyes will be on them. Yeah, but those two combined, I think, have a trillion dollar market cap now. Eli Lilly and, well, I've and said Novo. This, I've said this before that mm. Novo's market cap is bigger than the GDP of the country in which they exist. So it's Denmark, I believe. Um, Jeez, I, 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 that's, that's a bugbear of mine when people compare earnings 
and uh, market caps, et cetera, to GDP. Well, it's, it's, it's just a way of saying, like, if you're looking at the economy of... How big oh, it is, yeah. If you look at the economy of Denmark, you have to take Novo out to see how everything else is doing. It's Denmark. Yep. It is Danish, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So it's, it's, the it's other extraordinary. One, it's just got crazy. The other one I wanted to cover was uh, McDonald's because they actually mm. said a couple of things. Actually, can I bring up the chart? Go Where's the other the side chart? of the coin here. Go for, go for the yeah, weight loss. To the, uh, oh, no, that's not McDonald's. I think that's. I don't think that's the right chart. But anyway, um, McDonald's came out with a actually bumper report again. Beat all metrics. EPS three nineteen versus three expected revenue six point seven versus six point six. Revenue up fourteen percent for the quarter. Same store sales up eight point eight percent. They said prices were to be up ten percent for twenty twenty three overall, but actually came down in Q three. So it's it's surprising to see a bit of deflation there in, in McDonald's. Uh, they also said uh, customers who are earning $45,000 or less um, are spending less in store. So, we, again, we're starting to see those cracks in the U.S. economy where, you know, the lower income um, thresholds are, are suffering quite a bit more than middle and in, higher income. Um, they're still yeah, saying middle, higher, middle income, higher income don't buy McDonald's either. So that's, that's something. Well, that's the, the, the higher income brackets they're saying for them are, are, are spending more, but the, the lower incomes they're they're watching. Um, right. Let's uh, go back to so, so back to stockbroker school. Yes, sir. I got, I got you. There's something that happens with the, with the thing that we use. Um, so remember last week I said that the 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 margin squeeze that's happening on the cheap sales mm. companies like your dollar stores means that, that, yep. that um that they can't raise prices. McDonald's, although it is technically a cheap food provider, um, mm-hmm. they have extraordinary pricing power. So that's where the yes. margin thing doesn't affect them. So this is sort of part of this sort of part of the education which I'm meant to be doing to take you mm. through the journey of just like just because they're cheap doesn't mean they don't have pricing power and doesn't mean they can protect mm. their margins. Remember, margins are everything. There's a lesson for the day. Thank you very much, um, mate. Just let's, quickly, uh, one, yep. one more thing. With one, more, one more thing. We got to go to football. They did say in 2024 that prices will be higher because they're having to pay their workers twenty dollars an hour yep. now. So uh, wage inflation is still impacting um, overall inflation there. Or replace them with robots. Hmm. I look forward to it. People shouldn't be working at McDonald's. It's ridiculous. Go and get a go. And, it's not, not a satisfying career. It's for kids. Beautiful. Anyway. Um, that's what happens when you raise the minimum wage. Kids don't get those jobs anymore because it's actually now adults start to go. Anyway, we can get it back. Moving on. All right. I think um, that's basically it for the week. I think we can move on to footy bets. Mate, congratulations to Dank Prater 2000, one of our biggest fans. Uh, huge, the nod of all nods out there to him. Dank Trader 2000? It is Dank Trader 4000, sorry. Wow, he's up. 4000. 4,000. He's, he's an absolute legend. He got those two tips that I read out. He, he sent me three. I read two out. They both came in. It was sensational. And now it's just like, mate, I, as an allocator does, he sent me three tips. I picked out the two ones that I thought was going to happen. They both came in. He's smart. I'm smart. It's fantastic. I'm a, that's a classic portfolio management 101. Um, and now I need him for more tips, and he's disappeared off the radar. But thank you very much for that dank trade of 4,000. Now, my tip this week is going to be tomorrow in the Thursday Night Football in the NFL, and I like the Titans. Uh, take the Titans over the Steelers at two dollars nineteen outright. Go nuts! Beautiful, um, beautiful. So go nuts. What have you got? Uh, mine, mine from last week came in by half a point. So beautiful. I'll take it. I had the uh, Eagles uh, covering the spread. The rest is um, for ego, mate. 
Yep. So the uh, this week uh, I've got the Saints covering the spread at eight and a half versus the Bears at home, paying a dollar ninety one. Bears look Ooh. terrible at the moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I the Saints like don't the look Saints too bad. Either. Either. They're good. Mm. My Saints, mm. my Saints, my team. Yeah. Um, that's that's it for today. Uh, last bits, Heath. No, I'm I'm all done, mate. I'm not, oh, actually, hang on. My my, uh, my daughter turns one tomorrow, so uh, even though she won't that. listen to the show. <laughs> It's a happy birthday to Olivia. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah we'll celebrate that tomorrow. You're a good dad, Heath, mate. It's absolute mm. legendary. Uh, mate, that's all we've got. I'm absolutely cooked. I've got more things to do um, because this job is really hard, but I'm quite good at it and we're doing amazing things. Uh, we are sponsored by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange, providing mutual funds to anywhere in the world. You know where to look it up, ampex.com. Uh, that's it, mate. Anything else? Go for it. Otherwise, we're switching it off. See ya. No, we'll catch you next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.